Hallelujah. Okay, go ahead. Alrighty, so what I wanted to share with you guys today, he said to me, Taja, it's time for the prophets to come out the cave. He said it's time for signs, wonders, and miracles to take place. Um, the expectation is that everywhere we go and in everything we do, signs, wonders, miracles. Um, he needs us to start having faith for the impossible. Anything that we can do in our own strength, that you know, God wants glory. So if you can do it in your strength, that ain't big enough, right? It's not like it's not you know what God wants, um, the magnitude of what He wants. And so we've got to start thinking outside the box. We've got to start all those dreams and hopes that God put inside of us that we are afraid to put out there because we don't think it's gonna manifest. We gotta put it out there. We've got to build our faith enough that we believe the impossible because who gets the glory when we manifest something impossible? He does, right? So um, at our last get together, um, Joanne shared with us um, who we are, um, what we walk in as prophets. And when, when we left, um, I was just stirred in my spirit. Um, and one of the scriptures that she used um, was Isaiah 14, 24. We have power and authority in him. <clears throat> And we have to walk in that power and authority. Isaiah 14, 24 says, The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. as I have purposed, mm -hmm. so shall it stand. Hello. So anything that he purposed in us, right? Anything that he, any thought that he's given us, it shall stand and it shall come to pass. And we have to believe that. Like we, we have to get past, you know, everything we pray today, every emotion, everything the enemy tries to bring up against us that, oh, we can't, or I shouldn't, or even us. I don't even want to give him any power. We prevent. What's preventing us from pushing forward and stepping out the cave is us. It's us. I looked at, um, in Kings, First Kings, and, you know, Elijah, you know, ran from Jezebel. Because that chick was off the hook, right? <laughs> and so he ran in the cave. And... Oh my God! In First Kings nineteen. Take your time, sweetie. <laughs> this is—I know you're excited. Take your time. <laughs> okay. First Kings nineteen, and I'm gonna—I'm gonna read um, from the Amplified version. So let's look at. Um, kind of want to kind of back up just a little bit. I'm gonna go to, to verse nine. Mm -hmm. Um. There he came to a cave. We're talking about Elijah. So he's running from Jezebel because she said, you know, she told him all the stuff she was going to do to him, right? She it was nice and nasty. And there he came to a cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said to him, I'm like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? He had, right? And he replied, I have been very jealous for the Lord. So Lord, I'm jealous because the people tripping. Um, <laughs> They, they they thrown down your altars. They're not walking in your covenant. Um, and they killed your prophets with the sword. And I am the only one left. And they seek my life, so I ran. The Tigermanian translation. Okay? And he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by in a great and strong wind. So there was wind. There was earthquakes. There was all this stuff going on while he was standing there. And the Lord wasn't there. When Elijah heard the voice, I'm at 13, verse 13. Now, when Elijah heard the voice, he wrapped his face in his mantle 
and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said again, what are you doing here? He said, I have been, again, same thing he said before. Oh Lord, I've been jealous because the Israelites have forsaken your covenant and they throw down your altars and they slain the prophets and I'm the only one left and they seek to destroy me, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, go, return your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Haziel to be king over Syria. So what the Lord did was, he asked him, what are you doing here? And so he made an excuse. He was making excuses for why he was in that cave, right? It was valid points. See, we, we have valid issues that we deal with. Oh, Lord, I don't have a mic for that. Oh, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Oh, Lord, this person is trying to prevent me from doing it. We, we can think of all valid facts, but it's not the truth. He told him, okay, so here's the thing. I'm going to need you to go. And as prophet, he's a prophet, so he was anointed to go to do some things. So he sent him out in, in, his, in who he was. Going on this person as king, going on this person as this, going on this person as this. So he sent him out. And so that's what it's time to do. He wasn't concerned about all the stuff that he said he was issuing with. Go. Go do this, go do this, go do that. Right? So that's what we have to do. We have to go forth, come out of the cave, do what the Lord is telling us to do. Right? We cannot hide. And the, and the thing about it, guys, is if we don't do what God is telling us to do, it's twofold. So he'll raise somebody else up to do it because it's going to be done. Whether you decide to do it or not, but your quality of life. The things that he's called you to, you know, when you don't fulfill, there's an emptiness in us when we don't do what the Lord has told us to do, right? And so we'll, we'll start seeking other things because we're not walking in his will, you know? So we have to make sure that we're doing what he tells us to do so we can operate in signs, wonders, and miracles. Jesus said that we would do greater works. And when I read it, I'm like, okay. And that's John 14, 12 through 14. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believe on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go into my Father. So, you're going to do greater works, because he's leaving. Like, he came down to give us, to anoint us, to show us that, hey, he walked as God and man on earth. He was moved with the same infirmities that we had. You know, I think about when Lazarus died and they called him like Jesus. He dead. And he was like, okay, I'll be there. And then it took him a couple days to get there. And when he got there, um, Mary was like, he stinketh, Lord. Like, you, like you're like late. Like, it's your fault he dead. You didn't come when you said, when we called you. And I did just a little research back. But he hung out with them. Like, when he... He, that was his homies. So he hung out with them all the time. He, they, they had a relationship. So that's like, you know, me calling one of my, you know, close friends and say, hey, you know, my husband said, can you come pray for me? And they come four days later. I'm like, oh, I'm, don't come. <laughs> you know, I needed you. And so he raised him from the dead. And, and again, that's that signs, wonders, and miracles. He was, he, and he was emotional about it. You think it didn't move him that his boy was dead? But God had something for him to do, so he did what God told him to do. Then he went. Now it's really signs, wonders, and miracles. Because when you're stinking and you raised from the dead, that's a little bit different when your heart just stopped and I bring you back, right? That might be some, some you know, natural thing that happened. Not, not, not a supernatural thing, right? Mm -hmm. right? So the greater works that he wants us to do, and that's what we're called to. It says in, in 
and whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that my Father may be glorified. So I said, okay, hold up. So I'm going to do greater works. But you're saying, whatever I ask in your name, you're going to do it? Hmm. Anything I ask in your name, you'll do it. But what's the prerequisite for that? you got to believe. Only believe, right? So believe, ask, receive. Signs, wonders, miracles. Are we asking for that? Are we believing for that? When we're out and about, when we're at work struggling, are we in the spirit or are we in the natural? Preaching to myself, right? It's, it's, it's challenging when you're in a situation where your flesh is being attacked to transition to the spirit realm, right? And so we have to ask and it shall be done. And we have to have confidence in that. Do, do, you, do, you, do you really believe that when it's raining and we need that rain to stop that you can speak to the rain? Oh. Oh. Do you believe it? You know, me and my husband, and this is the thing, when I, we were new in faith, we would, you know how you God chasing, when you first get saved, you excited, man, this is the round of Juanita Biden phase, and we were, man, everywhere she was, we was hopping in the car and driving, we drove to New York, we was, we was in, we was in Brooklyn, Queens, we was, no, Jamaica, Queens, New York, we hopped in the car and drove, and just amazing things happened, amazing things happened, and so we dropped our babies off with, a, with our daycare provider, and we told her we would be back by seven, and we drive, we hit the road, and we were praying in the Holy Ghost because we had to get back. Now, this was like an eight-hour drive. Praying in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit. So my husband said, I believe, you know, that we, what we're going to have, we're going to be translated. We're going to get there. I was like, okay, we're going to be translated. Praise the Lord. We prayed in the Holy Ghost. I'm the map. He's driving. I'm the, I'm the, 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 the nav, there you go. Thank you. I'm the navigator. I look up, and we in Ohio. Five hours into it. How the heck we get to Ohio? We, we. 45 minutes from home, we pulled up in that driveway at 7 o'clock, right? Signs, wonders, miracles, believing it can happen, right? We have to manifest who we are in this day. We have got to come out of the cave. We've got to do the things that we don't want to do. I get butterflies in my stomach still when God tells me to do something. I'm like, I want to do it. You know, I get that. Like, oh, Jesus. And, and, and we have to do it. People's lives. And for me, he has to deal with me that way. Tiger, somebody's life is at stake. Because if it's just up to me, I, I think I can write that check. I think I can I can write that disobedient check. I think I can do that, right? Because it's me. But it's not about me. It's not about you guys. It's about each and every person that's attached to your life. It's about each and every person that you will transform and change their life just by speaking the word. It is time to come out of the closet. It's time to lay hands on the sick and they recover. It's time to speak life into people and they be transformed. It's time to cast out devils because we got stuff that we don't know we got and we need to be set free. It's time for that. It's somebody's got to do it. We can't hide any longer. And quiet as this kept, guys, he... You're not going to be able to hide. You're going to be trying. And, and if you, and, and, and in the name of Jesus, I speak right now. No fear, no condemnation, no guilt. If you've missed it, it's done. Repent and get back to it. But it's going to happen when you leave here today. Opportunity to save somebody's soul, to walk them through salvation, to deliver them. An opportunity for you to just love. The love of God is what changes the heart of men and women. Today, signs, wonders, miracles. Mm -hmm. 
what does the word works mean? So I'm a word person. So when they say great, it works. I'm like, okay, what does works mean? My, you know, what does that mean? Um, and, and the word works in that verse in the Greek is ergon, which means a worker deed. What did Jesus do? So I'm like, okay, well, what did Jesus do? He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He set those that were captives free. He helped renew the people's minds through salvation. He was a teacher. You know, he, 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 he all of that. So that's the works. Now, what is the greater? What is greater? Greater is, in the Greek, is megas, which means abundance, complete, big, and fierce. So God wants us to do what Jesus did, but on the next level, right? So that's Jesus 2.0, right? <laughs> Bigger, better. I don't know. Like, Ms. Joy, you might, y'all might remember, but you remember the, the uh, Bionic Man? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we had the bionic yep, woman. Man. Yep. Six million dollar man. <laughs> yep. Like, that's what he showed me in the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so Yep. And so God wants us to do the what the works that Jesus did was greater, right? Mm-hmm. He wants us to do it more abundant, big, fierce, um, no fear. Um, Jesus came in the name of the Father, so the works he was speaking was the works of God. So keep it in mind, guys, that it's God's work that you're doing. It's not you. It's not in your flesh. It's not something that you dreamed up. That vision that's inside of you, you didn't dream that up. You couldn't have in your wildest dreams. It's the Holy One of has implanted in you what you want to do. So the greater works is doing what God would have us to do. He sent Jesus for us. Jesus came to give us salvation, to set us free, to show us that we can walk like he walked, and then he left and went and sat on the right hand of the Father. So we have a charge. My husband came in the old Baptist church. They used to say, I have a charge to keep in um, yeah, that, you know, yeah. That was my first message. That was my first sermon. I got a charge to keep going. I'm mercy. Come on, right? And so we come on, right? And so we have a charge to keep. Jesus came in the name of the Father, so the works He was speaking was the works of God. So we are to do the same thing that God did: create our world with our words. We have to watch our mouth. Mm. We cannot afford to say anything contrary to what the word of God says or the rhema of what the Lord spoke to you about your situation. You've got to speak the word only. The enemy will come and, and try to get you to say stuff because every time you plant a seed, see that this book is a book of seed. The Bible is a seed book. Every word in here will be planted and produce something. So if you find the word... For your situation, you're going through financial issues, it's in the book. If you're going through marital issues, it's in the book. If you got strife with people, it's in the book, right? There's nothing new under the sun. Everything mm-hmm. you will ever deal with is in the book, mm-hmm. right? Find in the book what you're going through, and that becomes your seed. You sow the seed into your situation, and then you praise God for the harvest. If you start talking junk about it, digging up the seed, then you got to start all over. Who has time for that? And I'm guilty. Like, I'm, oh, my God, I can't see. I called, I had an issue at work. And I called Joanna, and I was like, oh, my God, what was me? And she was like, look at here. No. No, no, and no. Right? And she was like, uh-uh. But just that's so funny. 
she, uh-uh. We prayed, prayed, and she, but that's what we're here for each other, right? She got me. She's like, come on, come on, come on, right? So I planted the word of God again, and then I watered it. Watch your mouth. If you, before Christ, I had a potty mouth. And everybody that knows me now, I was like, there is no way I'm like, oh, Jesus, that's good. That means that my salvation is
in the things that are in your wheelhouse and also outside of what you're comfortable doing. Think about it. What does it cause you to do? Does it make you feel some kind of way? Does it give you butterflies in your stomach? Does it make you anxious? Do you look at your own resources? Like the first thing I know I do is try to think about when God tells me something. I'm like, okay, Lord, I got it. I got all two hundred bucks in the bank. He's like, what are you talking? I didn't ask you to look at your resources. I just told you. What did Mary say when, when she found out she was pregnant? Be it unto me, Lord, according to your will. Right? That's all He wants us to do is receive it. When you think about her, when them times you pregnant from some dude, you ain't had no. You, you really? How that happen? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lord doing babies like that nowadays. <laughs> so we think about those type of things. When you drop something in your sphere, he just wants you to receive it. Be it unto me. Alright? Stop thinking about your resources and you know, because what we do is we try to make things happen. And then when they don't happen, what do we say? See Lord. Or we doubt, was it really you, Lord? <laughs> oh my yeah. Right? Was it really you? Yeah, it was you, but it wasn't for me to be trying to. And then, you know, I, people spend their rent money on stuff. I'm like, you know what, you're enough with it. Because did the Lord tell you to do that? Or did you try to go out here and do it on your own? Now you in the bind, and now you want the church, and you know you want to go fund me or call somebody to get you some cash. And that was never what was intended, right? So don't try to make it happen. Receive it. Be it unto me, Lord, according to your will. God is in us. It's not our vision, it's his vision. He wants to be the one to get the glory. Everything, again, that he's put on the inside of us is from him. And he wants to get the glory out of it. Why? Because that sign wonders, miracles. When Miss Joanne is able to have a ministry that is going to transform not only this region, but this world, people that know you go, but that's, that's Joanne. She'd be like, no, baby. <laughs> what you gonna say? Who is it? I'm gonna say it's the Lord. It's the Lord. All day long, it's him. All day long. Right? All day long. That's what he wants. Because every time we believe God, act on what he says, and it manifests, he gets the glory. And there's always somebody, you know, across the world that's dealing with because they don't knew nothing under the sun. Show sure ain't. And we all do it the same. It show sure ain't. Come on now. So there's right. somebody that's going to be encouraged with what just God mm-hmm. manifested for you mm-hmm. and is going to be able to fight another day. It's going to mm-hmm. be able to press another day. Right? Mm-hmm. Signs, wonders, miracles. Mark 16, 14 through 20. Said unto them, Go ye and all preach the gospel to some creatures. No, Mm -mm. every creature. Mm -hmm. He that Mm -hmm. believeth and is baptized Mm -hmm. shall be saved. Yep. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them, we're the them, Mm -hmm. that believe. In my name shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord spoke unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth. Come on now. And preached. Come on. Every come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. The Lord come working on. with them. Come on. 
and confirming them. Yes. With what? Signs. Signs. Following. Wonders. Mm-hmm. Miracles. Mm-hmm. Right. What's key there is they went forth. Mm-hmm. It's time to come out the cave. It's time to go forth and preach and do everything God's telling us to do. Because the Lord is going to be working with us. When you speak something, the Lord's going to confirm what you've spoken in that person's life. And then sign wonders and miracles will follow. One last thing. Just some additional scriptures for you guys to write down. Um, The book of Acts is full of just that. Have mercy. I was like, whoa. Like, I, I read the book of Acts. But when you have a focal point, I was like, ooh. That's what he spoke to me, right? So that, and, and, and this in itself, for me, I was like, signs, wonders, miracles, okay. And I started studying numbers. Is it there? <laughs> signs, wonders, miracles. Acts 14 and 3. Signs and wonders were granted to, to, the, to the apostles. Acts 5, 12, healing granted. Acts 2, I'm sorry, Acts 2, 43. All that believe. Mm-hmm. So that's the prerequisite, I believe. Signs and wonders. Acts 4.30, I want to read that real quick. And that was a um, walking in boldness. That's the thing that um, we've got to learn to do. We've got to learn to walk in boldness. Fear not. You know, they say fear is false evidence appearing real. And it sure feels real, doesn't it? When we're presented with a situation and a circumstance, um, it looks really real. But we have to, again, not be moved by facts, but moved by the truth. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the truth is the unadulterated word of God. What does the word of God say about your situation? Verse 30 says, Acts 4, <clears throat> 30. <clears throat> By the stretching forth of thine hands to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by thy name of the Holy Spirit Jesus. And when they prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. When they had manifestation, when you manifest the stuff, you get kind of bold, like, all right, because you know who's backing you. We prayed this morning about angels. We've all got angels assigned to us waiting hearken to what we need them to do. We gotta charge them. Put them to work. You know, he gave me a vision of our angels chilling. Like, hey, okay, what's she gonna say? Oh, she about to get She about to get that seed up. Oh, what? What? She about to say it. What? What? Charge your angels. Put them to work. Like, that's what they're there for. Because there's a confidence. And it's not being cocky. See, people who don't know will try to think you're being cocky. People think that my husband is very arrogant. And no, he's He's confident because he's tried the Lord. He showed up every time. So he knows that when he says something, it's going down, right? But people who meet him don't know his background. They don't know where he came from. They don't know his life, right? They don't know he was on the street and he got delivered and set free. And now he's married, got five babies and all is well in his soul, right? So there's a boldness that we walk in when we're manifesting what God is doing. It's not in us, but the boldness is in him. And the last one, guys, Hebrews 2, 1 through 6. The angel said, well, 
Like these jokers don't do what you say, do all the time. They they get it confused. Hebrews 2, 1 through 6. God was also here. I'm going to look at my Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression, excuse me, and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, we would reject them. <laughs> How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, oh, yes. which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed mm -hmm. again unto, unto us by them that heard it. God also All participants are witness and they can unmute themselves. All participants are unmuted. And with diverse miracles, come on, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with diverse miracles, signs, wonders, and miracles, and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. All participants for unto the angels have he not put in subjection the world to come, wherefore we speak. But one in certain place testifies, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that you visit them? Right? He's like, who, who are these? Who are these people that, that, that you're mindful of and all the stuff that they do? He chose us. He loves us. And he wants us to walk in mm -hmm. signs mm -hmm. and wonders. He wants us to know, you know, sin is just missing the mark, right? That's all it is. You want to rape sin and say this sin is deeper than this sin. At the end of the day, you missed it, right? Mm -hmm. All you have to do is open your mouth and say, Father, I repent. And again, it's not saying I'm sorry, it is I'm sorry in repentance, right? right? I repent and I turn from it, Lord. Forgive me. It's a done deal. So therefore, let no condemnation get you or prevent you from doing what God has called you to do. It's time you come out of the cave. It's time you manifest what God told you to do. We're in that season, guys. People's lives are at stake. Your life is at stake, right? Your family's life, people attached to you, our children. What, are, what we're doing right now, our children are watching. And children do what they see you do. Yes, Lord. Not what they hear you say. That's right. Right? Even my mother smoked. And, you know, and thank God I was not a smoker, praise the Lord. But, you know, before, my, before Christ day, she was a drinker. Tiger don't drink and smoke. Tiger don't drink and smoke. Man, I couldn't wait till I turned old enough to get my first drink. Right? Because it wasn't what she said. It's what I saw her do. And our kids think what we do is, you know, my, the kids look, Mommy, can we get in your bed? Why do you want to get in my bed? Get in your own bed. Everything about us and their eyes mm -hmm. is because we can be mom and daddy, right? And that's how we should reverence our Heavenly Father. Everything about him should be reflected through us. So not only shall we do what he says to do, we're going to do what we saw being done. Yes, yes. And operate in signs, in wonders, and in miracles. The last thing in my definition, y'all, signs means an object, quality, or event whose presence or occurrence indicates the probable presence or occurrence of something else. A suggestion, manifestation, a demonstration, um, a signal, an indication, that's what a sign is. A wonder, and I looked in the um, Webster's 1828 edition. The 1828 Webster was like the origin of the word. Mm -hmm. This new stuff is, is totally different. 
So wonders means something new, unusual, strange, great, extraordinary, not well understood. Something that arrests the attention by its, now, by its novelty, grandeur, and inexplicableness. And the last thing is miracles. An event or an effect contrary to the established constitution or course of things. A deviation from the laws of nature. A supernatural event. Miracles can only be wrought by an almighty power. Hey everyone, join Doing Life with the Lambkins every Thursday and every Sunday, 1 p.m. Central and 2 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Kingdom Sound Radio Broadcast. Well, 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 guess what, everybody? We are finally on the radio airwaves. I am Eric. And I am Taija. And we are Doing Doing Life Life with with the the Lampkins. Yay! So, now that we're on the mic, so Miss Lampkin, I think everybody out in Radio Land would like to know, um, you know, where you're born, where you grew up, childhood, any of those things you want to share. So, why don't you just give us a little bit of your background? Well, yeah, give us your background. We're interviewing today, guys. To put on interview, we were just talking about the Lambkin family. Who said I wanted to share? Okay, I'll share. Sharing is caring. I'll share um, a little bit about me. That's that's a loaded question. I will start with um, I was born in Chicago, moved to Detroit when I was about hmm, I'll say ten years old. Um, so grew up most of my you know child and adult life in Detroit, Michigan. Um, and that, well, that in itself is a, is a story, but we won't go there. And, um, so just grew up in, in, in the D, um, we're in Dallas now, but grew up in the other D. So just spent time, went to school, went to college. Um, and that was it. Met my husband through church. We, oh, you can't go to all that yet. No, 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 no. So you a West side girl, you a East side girl. I am a West Side girl. How we know you the West Side girl? Because I told you. Uh, yes, besides that, but uh, is there any areas on the West Side, neighborhood area, streets that are familiar to West oh, Side you only? Wanna know, you want to know what set I'm repping? Yeah, that- I want to know what set you repping. <laughs> so, um, the West Side of Detroit. So, I grew up between... Plymouth and Southfield and Six Mile and Southfield. McNichols, for those of you who might know what that is, but I'm a straight it's up... McNichols if you're bougie. Yeah, I'm, I'm bougie. McNichols. McNichols. <laughs> all right, we like McNichols. All right, all right. Okay, so uh, what about your... Uh, well, you don't have to go back all the way through your kindergarten, middle school, high school. We'll just stick to... what? What was your high school? I went to Benedictine High School. What? Yes. Oh, my God. On Southfield Freeway and Outer Drive. Oh, that's where the bougie people hang out at. Uh, Yeah, that's what we do. That was a nice area. Okay, okay. So, uh, let's see. Uh... So what did you do after high school? After you guys graduated out of high school? Where'd you do? Where'd you go? Good question. After high school, I went to college for a bit. I went for a year and a half 
and I had the opportunity. I was presented an opportunity to make money. So I graduated when so I So you like making money. So I like them dollars. Alrighty then. Notice she said she liked them dollars. So I, um, while I was in college, actually, I started out at Henry Ford Community College in Dearborn and then transitioned to University of Michigan in Dearborn. And I was presented with an opportunity to work for Ford. And so my mother was like, don't go to the plant. Once you go to the plant, you're not going to finish school. And I'm like, yes, I will. And so, no, I didn't. I started working for Ford and worked there for quite a number of years. And to be 18, making as much money as I was making, yeah, going back to school wasn't an option just yet. Uh-huh. So he was at Ford. So, okay. So you were doing good at Ford. Um, I know a little bit about you. Having been married 17 years. You know more than a little bit. Oh, yeah. So let's see. What about, um, well, tell us about your career path besides Ford. So after Ford, I went into the, oh, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we missed a whole, mm. a whole step. Um, we got some time. But yeah, it. we'll catch up. But I was in the music industry for quite a bit of time as well. So before I, I met, way, way before the music industry, how did you even get to the music industry? You got to tell those wonderful things there. Oh my goodness. I started working for Sam Goody Music Land. You sure? Because I, I remember a, a, a record store that you were at uh, right there on Six Mile. I worked for Detroit. McNichols. I worked for Detroit Audio. <gasps> I did. Um, Detroit Audio? I worked for Detroit Audio. I did that. Before, uh, while I was in school, before the Ford opportunity um, came up. So, yeah, I did the Detroit Audio thing. And, uh, you know, that was my, you know, stick my toe into the industry. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Sounds like you liked it. I did like it, but, you know, um, Ford was... Calling you? Make, you know... Them the dollars? Yeah, those All them dollars. dollars. And so... <laughs> Yep. Yeah, so ended up eventually going back into the music business, working for a company, and I did sales, marketing, and promotions for a record label. And so that was that was a fun thing to do. Um, so you know that kind of pretty much is where I, I I left Ford to 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 do that, and that was amazing time in my life. I learned a lot, got to meet a lot of people, build relationships, and so that was a a awesome time for me. I ended up at Justin's Music on Finkel and Hubble as the music buyer, and um, that was a um, a very prominent point in time in my career because um, I ended up, you know, being not too far from you. So who little knew, you know, little did we know our paths would cross. I know, isn't that something? Well, that, I think that's a good segue. Uh, you want to interview me right here? I'm sure everybody's like, well, what about him? What about him? I know I think they're enjoying talking and hearing I, about me. You know what? I think they should t- <laughs> let anyway, them continue to talk about right, you. Mr. Mm-hmm. Lampkin, do tell. Tell yes. us about Eric Lampkin. Where were you born? Um, where did you grow up? What was your childhood like? The short version. Let's see. Where Mr. Was, I, was I born? Uh, well, let's see. I always use the joke. Uh, I was born in St. Louis, Missouri. But I popped out in Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> okay, expound. Those of you who know my husband oh, that's funny. know how he is. Those of you who are getting to know us, you'll learn really soon how Mr. Lambkin gets down. So, um, uh, I basically born in St. Louis. Family's from St. Louis. Actually, my family's from all over the globe. Um, but for this part, 
uh, born in St. Louis. Um, family was in the military. Mom and dad's in the military. Moved around. And then we winded up um, residing in uh, Detroit, Michigan. West, initially, east side. Uh, Baldwin um, on the east side of Detroit. Then we wind up moving to the west side. Um, west side? West side? <laughs> and, uh, but while we were there, over in the... Uh, Tracy, um, Schaefer area, but I had stumping grounds all over, literally all over Michigan because uh, family was definitely in politics and we did a lot of things on the campaign trails and so on and so forth. And I'll just leave it at that. Um, let's see my childhood, very busy, very extensive, very happy, um, happy dude. Um, basically hung out everywhere. Um, my dad worked for park and rec, so we were all over the place. Mom worked for, uh, the internal revenue. So spent a lot of time, uh, <laughs> at the government with the government. So, um, so you're used to having, um, prominence and being, you know, Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm just a King's kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Awesome. My wife says I'm bougie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he, yeah. So he called me bougie, but he's bougie as well. Alrighty. Yeah. So let's just transition to, let's go to how we met. Cause we could go on for hours talking about, you know, oh, well, you waited. You told him where you went to high school. Man. I, I'm oh, sorry. Where, oh. did, where did you go to high school? I went to the famous world renowned Cooley high school and not in Chicago. Okay, where uh, is Cooley High located? That is on Hubble and Finkel, right where Justin's music originally wind up being. Oh, see those connections. So yes. God was doing some things. He where he was putting us in each other's yeah. sphere. Yeah. C O O L E Y Cooley 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 High. Ooh-wee. He was putting us in each other's sphere of influence. Indeed, so, indeed. Um, little did we know that didn't God, know you though. that God. No, we didn't. hadn't met each other yet, but God was doing some things and setting up the the initial meeting of Eric and Tyja Lampkin. So, do tell how did we meet? Tell your story about how we met. Tell my story about how we met. What? Well, hey, we in just five, in, in, in two minutes. Uh, I can't do that in two minutes, but well, we got time though. Um, so we actually met. And a friend of ours, thank God for this young man having a birthday, uh, Ephrion. Um, we met in Southfield during the winter. Um, it was a bad snowstorm and we met at his birthday party. The lights went out. Anybody know about Detroit? The power went out. Power power went out. Anybody know about uh, Michigan? When the snowstorm, we have very bad uh, storms and oftentimes or ice storms and it may knock out the power. Um, and so he, uh, I don't even remember how did, how did he call everybody or whatever, or, oh, I'm sorry. We had pagers and entries in the two way pages. My wife had a two way pager y'all. And, uh, he says, could you bring, um, some candles with you? So we brought candles and we initially met at the, um, his birthday party. So she was with her friend and, uh, both of them were very attractive, but, uh, Ms. Lampkin just stood out to me. Um, she's pretty pretty now like she was then and I just couldn't take my eyes off of her and um I was like wow you know she is like fine the finest thing I've ever seen in my life and um 
quick version. So she thought I was trying to holler at her because I kept. He t- was. No, he, I don't believe he, that. He tried to run a line on me. I'm running on line, so. guys. <laughs> I said to her that she was the finest woman I've ever met, and literally, I meant that. It's not my fault. She had the mother buster that said the same line. <laughs> anyway, we'll transition right past that comment. So we did. We met at the birthday party, and what I'll say is that was the beginning of the rest of our life, and so. Um, we met and Eric is a very, um, what's the word? He's persistent. He's very persistent. So from that point, Hold on now. He, you didn't think I was chasing you. I wasn't chasing you now. No, you were persistent with what God told you. Oh, okay. That's so a that's clarification. I mean. um, oh, yeah. If he was a, he is a praying man and was a praying man then as well. So, um, God, you know, through all of that took us through some, you know, some events and spoke to me and. Uh, spoke to him and so the rest is history and so we are here today to um, just share the goodness of our family the goodness of God and the things that we've learned along the way some bumps in the road and um, some smooth sailing right but but with God we know that we can do all things and honey what is our family scripture what is that that we our mantra if you could say it that way uh, our family mantra is actually first Corinthians, uh, 127, which is God takes the foolish things to confound the wise, uh, basically dot, 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 meaning to be continued, uh, everything included in there. You went too fast. We still got time. We've tell well, we have time. We'll, we'll, you know, they'll get to know us as oh, we go. Get time to know. Okay. Yeah. I'm just um, really eager to hop into the goodness of God and kind of oh, talk about, yeah. well, you got to miss the transition, um, you know, from the, I did all the bad stuff into the sinful nature of oh, life. Well, and I'm, then you get redeemed and I'm, saved and I'm healed. I don't even remember that stuff. I'm redeemed. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm covered okay. by the blood. I remember. I wrote it down in my journal. Well, it's called Deliverance. Amen. <laughs> so let's, um, so that's our, our family scripture. And so we can tell you testimonies and stories after stories, which eventually you'll Event, hear. Individual and together. Together Absolutely. of um, how good God is and how good he's been to us. We have five children. So 17 years later, five children. Um, we, we moved to Texas, obeying what the Lord would have us to do. Wasn't trying to come to Texas. And no, neither one of us. We, no. I was a, no Longhorns. a Midwest lady. and I like my D. Detroit. I couldn't have, um, I didn't imagine myself in Texas, but God. And so with that being said, we are loving it here. I'm glad we're here and uh, we're just really. Oh no, you had to regress. You got to regress. So you got to go back and tell us. Uh, so what church were you going to? How did you get to this? Um, all of that, you met, oh man, you missed a we whole missed a big gap. Golly. Yeah. Well, we met at church. Um, you but what church were you at before then? Before then, yeah. um, see, you put me on the spot. No, Shameful. I don't remember the name of the church. Uh, um, Apostle. It was one of the smaller churches. And I, uh, a girlfriend of mine who I met when I was in the industry, invited me to her church and I was not saved at the time. So working for the music industry, it was, it was tough. You know, I wasn't saved when I first started. And so being in that industry and seeing the things that I saw, you know, part of my responsibilities were going to the clubs and recruit new talent. And so, um, you know, that's what I did. And so this young lady, she owned a record store 
in Inkster, Michigan. And so me and her became really good friends. And so she actually invited me to her church. So that's where it started. And um, I eventually ended up at Word of Faith where we met. Oh, how long were you at Word of Faith? I joined. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. Word of Faith, like, because uh, I remember Word of Faith being on West Chicago or Van Dyke, no, West no, no. Chicago. I'm, I'm Southfield. I'm the bougie. I'm Southfield Word of Faith. I'm not the uh, the humble beginnings of <laughs> Word of Faith. No, that, you know, I was still a heathen. <laughs> so, um, yes, I am the Southfield Word of Faith young lady. And I want to say it was night. Oh, you talking about with the castle and all that property where the lake and all yes. that stuff is. Yes, 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 yes. So that's where I joined Word of Faith. And we were married in, two, we got married in 2003. Let me see if she remember, y'all. I got to watch her. And, uh, well, we were married in, in 2003, October, but we met three years prior. So um, I, I want to say 1999 is when I joined the church, Word of Faith. So, yeah. Okay, check that out. So. All right. So you wind up coming over to Word of Faith. Yes. Okay. So I guess I can, I guess I'll tell, well, so I actually grew up, um, shoot, I grew up in a bunch of churches, um, literally because of my, my family, um, uh, moving around. Let's see. Um, but just for the basics, so we remember, um, Alpha and Omega, which was right off of, uh, um, oh, you're taking it all the way back. Well, that's where I was. That's my home ground. Alpha and Omega. That's where granny went to church at, you know? And then I uh, went with Granny. She used to cook in the morning on Saturdays just to spend the night when my mom had to work during the weekends or go out of town for business. Um, and then my dad had stuff that he had to do as well. So we would spend the night and go to church with uh, uh, go to church with Granny. And uh, Granny would be make her rolls, homemade rolls. And then we would get up in the morning and uh, take the rolls to church and go to Alpha and Omega. And then when mom would be back home, then we would go to the... Uh, I would say, I always say world renowned, you know, the world ain't that big, uh, Christland Missionary Baptist Church, uh, one, two, eight, three, three, Puritan and Steel. My goodness. With the, our pastor, Reverend C.L. Branch, Sunday school morning start at nine o'clock and morning worship is 11 and afternoon service started at three 30. We ran over there to Popeye's chicken or church's <laughs> chicken. And then we have evening service. We'd be over there at Shiloh Baptist Church. We'd be way on this side of town. Ooh, on this he, side of... He, he digresses, y'all. He digresses. My Baptist roots. <laughs> Come on in. Yes. Uh, but that's that. And then later, um, I winded up getting over to Word of Faith through um, being married before my ex-wife. So I wind up, uh, that was my first experience at Word of Faith. Actually, they had a tent service on the grounds and that was my first experience on nine mile and evergreen um then the then i wind up going to word of faith just uh i would go to my baptist church then i would go over there to that church and um i liked it they just was teaching and never heard it before and he was talking teaching about um praying in the holy ghost or speaking in tongues and just uh read not that my my baptist pastor wasn't teaching is just he would teach us some more stuff that I hadn't heard so that kind of got me there um then eventually no I got me over at uh, West Chicago because we was on West Chicago so that was my experience I had heard about Word of Faith um on Van Dyke but I never had got an opportunity to just get over there because I was busy singing and oh yeah that's right since I sing I was singing uh with another group um called Coriana 
So those wonderful tales we'll get into later. Um, but that got me there. And then um, just being faithful and committed to eventually being at Word of Faith. And then they moved to Southfield, still there. Didn't wind up um, working at the church and um, serving at the church. Did pretty much everything at church and uh, wind up meeting you. All right. And uh, eventually that came into 17 years. And here we are, 17 years later. Woo, she didn't kill me. I ain't kill her. Praise the Lord for God's special power. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> we both can't rehearse that one. Uh, you know, um, so that's part of the interview process for us. Well, I mean, if you want to jump into, um, well, yeah, I guess we're making good time. You know, we just. We just uh, wanted to take some time, um, this being um, a new venture for us and you guys getting to know a little bit about us and before we kind of transition to... So wait, wait, because this, in- heart- wait, wait, wait. this is all inclusive. This is, no, we're just talking. This is all inclusive. So what is doing life with the lambs? Because, you know, people don't know. Everybody think that this is easy what we've been doing. You know, we have a bunch of friends and a bunch of family and they all, all over these years... Uh, and well, before we do that, so let's get into how the name came about. That's it. Um, the name came about from a friend of ours, uh, Minister Dabney. Uh, we affectionately know him. He knows the kids and the family and all of that. Uh, and he says that, uh, actually he told me to say today, make sure that when we start being on the radio, please be honest and please tell the truth and have fun. Cause the world needs a bunch of laughs and we are just the family to bring out all those laughters because every time he gets on the phone with us, you, me, or us all together, he just is tickled with bubbling over with joy. So, um, he brought the name up cause he's like, you know, y'all need a TV show called doing life with the lambkins. So ladies and gentlemen, that is how doing life with the lambkins came about. Huh? Miss Lampkin? Amen. Amen. Uh, But, you know, other people that have known us, you know, have always said that uh, we make this thing look easy, which I don't know what they're looking at. When you're going through (laughs) through life, it doesn't, you know, it's not always easy. But what I will say is that the scriptures reign true in our lives. You know, we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. Mm. And Christ is truly the center of um, our family, our relationship, and our children. So... Um, that is, you know, again, I'm going to keep taking it back to my excitement at being able to just uh, basically share with you guys the word of God and, and share with you guys how to do life, how to do life, how to live a holy life before God and still have fun. So you, you know, can put whatever last name in there, but you still saying doing life, huh? Yeah, you can doing do life with the Crawfords, with the Dabnes. Yes, whatever your last name is, what? you know, doing life. You know, a godly way, doing life the way God would have you do it. So, you know, we're having a little fun, giving a little background on our lives and how we met. But our our heart, the heart of us, the heart of this this broadcast, the heart of what we're sharing with you guys is how to live life, how to do life every day, keeping God at the center. Seeking so doing ye, life with the kingdom sound. There you go. What? Seeking ye first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things and being right. And then shall this be 
added and then show you, you know, so the then shells come after you keep God in the, in we the need center. a sermon on that. And the then shall, the then shall, amen. The then shalls, the first be last and the last be first. The then shalls. Oh, we, okay. Anyway. Watch out, y'all. Okay. So, <laughs> so what's next? What's next? That's yeah. a good question. So we, we're talking about doing life with the Lambkins. My perspective of doing life with the Lambkins is really just, um, our, our walk. Yep, our you walk. know, our walk has always been, our walk has been with God. Um, on this show, um, we're going to address all different types of topics. Yep. Um, from our perspective, since our perspective has always been God led, Bible led. And from the book, it's in the book. It's in the book. Um, how to handle it. Um, doesn't mean you always do it right, but you know what? The goal is to do it the way God says to do it so that and you. And the goal is to live, learn, and grow. Oh, say that one again. So the goal is parentheses to live, learn, and grow. Okay, slow down. Say that one more time. To do what? To live. To live. To learn. To learn. And to grow. To grow. You know, there's a scripture that go with that. To live is to die, but to die is gain. That's a song too, but I'm not gonna sing it. Anyway. Alrighty. So before we hop in, we should play a song and then segue to. To some stuff. What, what kind song? of song? I want. I, we just sing like a boom, 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 boom. No, no song like no. that. No. Let's play no. something that will kind of give people an idea. What's a good song that'll kind of minister to the people for a few minutes? A little bit about the heart of the Lambkins. You know what a good one would be. Uh, I know Anita Wilson has a great album. Um, how about that one, uh, Speechless? Speechless. Lord, you leave me. Speechless. Speechless. I think you should do that one. Yeah, okay. That's a good one. We'll be back like they did on the Love Connection. We'll be back in two, two and, and two. two. Well, we are back. I hope you guys enjoyed that song. We love Anita Wilson, and that's how we feel. You know, the the blessings of God sometimes leave you speechless. You know, leave, so, you leave me speechless, baby. Oh, praise the Lord! Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> praise the Lord! My Lord! This was mm. Eric's birthday week. His birthday was on August fourth. So, shout out to my baby. Happy birthday to my baby's daddy. Oh, yeah. That's it. I am your baby's daddy. He is my boyfriend, my man, Mm. my all of the above. So I love you. Don't forget you. I'm your lover. Yeah, yeah. I will see you. I'm trying to be trying to be This is holy. This is real holy. (laughs) Oh, yeah, baby. There is no other. Okay. Mm -mm. So happy birthday, baby. I uh, Thank you, sweetie. Bye. I love you. Snookums. I love you. So anyway, we love that song, though. Um, The presence of God is where we like to reside. Right, because in his presence is fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. And one thing you'll learn about the Lambkins is what we are full of joy. joy. All right. <laughs> All righty. So what we gonna what, what you know, this is a uh, Pastor Eric now. Y'all, you know, we you met No, the, no, you no. Met you the, the well, you have to ask those. You have to ask those questions because I can't ask ask my own questions and then answer it too. I mean, really? so if you I'm very extensive, but I'm I'm trying to maintain a level of humility. If you guys haven't learned so far in just the first few minutes that he doesn't need any questions, he can roll on his own. Mm. So, um, Pastor Eric, do tell what is what's something that you could say that's near and dear to your heart that really sets has set the tone and the pace for our family, for our marriage, for our relationships and the relationships, even our friendships. What's the one thing that, that you think keeps you pretty constant um, and in the loop with God? 
Um, well, that's good. I like that. We get to keep doing that again. Um, probably our, my hallmark would be our lifestyle. My lifestyle is a lifestyle of prayer, prayer. uh, praise and obviously worship, but that prayer is the, and praise. Wow. That is the, that is the hallmark of my life. Is there an order for that though? Like, should we, how does that work? So can you just pray without praising or do you, and this is your personal, how do you feel about that? Do you think that you can just get up out the bed in the morning and start, just start praying? Nope. It's like getting about the bed and still being dirty. Oh, okay. All right. Talk about watch that. up. Talk about that a little bit. What, is, what do you mean by that? So definition of praise and worship real quick, or not going deep. Um, well, so everybody knows you can stay in the bed and do all of that. Um, without being too religious. But if you start talking about, you know, if you want to go to job, this is before COVID. <laughs> so all the people be, won't be lazy, but there's an order. You know, if you want to get up and come to the house of God, um, then you want to get up, brush your teeth, wash your face and, and sit before your heavenly father correctly. Um, that particular standard um, with prayer, you just don't want to enter in. There is, there is a order to entering in. Um, so you enter in through praise. Praise obviously means you're going to speak well of or speak about him. Um, then that should move you. And that's like the outer court, inner court, and then behind the holies of holies. So when you deal with the outer court, um, that's the golden laver. Or and then when you get in the inner court, you're dealing with the table of showbread. So it's always a progression. And then when you get to the veil, um, you should have examined your heart your motives and all of those issues. Wait, wait, wait. You mean, so before you start praying, I, isn't that in the scriptures? So the scriptures say something about before yeah, when you, you pray, pray forgive, you before forgive. you go pray, stand, forgive, forgiving. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So that, that is, um, so for, let me just say this real quick for all the deep people. Um, has, has, will there ever be a time that God wakes you up out of your sleep and, and, and prompts you to pray and, and intercede? Absolutely. Right. So let's, let me just make that clear that there are times when, um, that will very much happen. Well, God will, you know, he's pulled me out of my sleep in the middle of the night to I'm intercede, your slumber. to intercede for someone because there was a, a detrimental situation happening and he needed me to pray. So I didn't get up and go, hallelujah, Lord. No, I got up and got to praying because that's what I was instructed to do. Well, that's an instruction. That's yes, different. exactly. So I just wanted to put that out there because we, you know, we want to make sure that we're in decent and in order. Yeah, but understand. because you have relationship with him, God could pull you up out of your slumber and get your attention. Absolutely. And I, I, if you're open to that, yes. Mm. Oh, I like that. Well, there, look at there. Um, so yeah, for the most part, it is definitely, it should be praise, worship, prayer. Okay. Because usually after that behind the veil is where you're going to have your communion time with God and God is going to tell you what's on his heart, um, what he wants to have done. And then, um, you are, should be able to carry those things out and then, like the tabernacle or like the priest in the tabernacle. When you carry those things out, uh, you see, you should see the manifestations of what you have been praying or declaring. So you telling me if I don't have manifestations and I didn't pray, right? I'm going to say you better check, uh, your standing, pray and forgive. You may want to go back and check, um, if you have ought or issue with someone, and then you might want to check, look at this particular issue you're praying for could be a, a issue of um, 
what's a good word, um, fasting and prayer. Um, because, or the Bible talks about when you pray, you may have prayed amiss. So now that gets into a lot of variables, but that gets into, um, praying the will of God and knowing the will of God along with the word of God. So Rhema and Logos matching and going together. So does it mean that if I don't have manifestation, manifestation yet, excuse me, that I'm in error in some way, or could it be, um, well, God is never in error. So then that means that mean we need to check. We had to go back to the checklist. So could it be that um, that we have an adversary that we is do. is we do. Um, we do have an adversary called Satan or Lucifer. However, um, when we pray, who is the we? We being us, the body of Christ, the believers. When we pray, um, there is manifestation, but we have to be. We have to stay on our guns to see the process through and more than just when I, Oh, I got it in my spirit. Um, um, more than when I got in my spirit, it should be when I'm waiting and I see the manifestation. A great example would be that I'm praying. Um, like if if I'm standing at the altar waiting, a good example in my mind is I'm standing at the altar waiting for you to come down. Well, I'm praying, but the manifestation of that is when you're there by my side. So you pray until you see the manifestations of what you're praying for. Now, that means you don't necessarily have to pray again the same prayer. You pray and now you're into a thanksgiving until you see the manifestation. Ah, okay. So... Man, you give me all these questions. So you pray when you pray. So when we petition the throne... Mm Mm-hmm for something mm-hmm. or for someone or for someone. So I, so w- what you just said to me is key. So there are different types of prayer correct, and praying, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and knowing what, how the Lord will lead you is what's going to be key, mm-hmm. right? So we need to know, um, what he would have you do in this particular, if you're praying for a person, mm-hmm. uh, so that you know how to attack it and what weapons you mentioned, these things only come out by fasting and prayer, right? Mm-hmm. So the Lord wants to to tell you how to pray and how to get it done so that you don't pray amiss. So that right? you have success and that so you that don't you get have success and that what, his will, you know, gets done in the earth and you don't get fall into an area of discouragement. Yeah, so that you don't get discouraged yep. because when you've been, you know, I know there's people who, um, and even someone who might be listening today who has been believing God and praying for some things and they haven't received manifestation yet. And, you know, don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged because you don't have manifestation yet. You know, I would say, you know, phone a friend. Do you have someone who is in agreement with you, who ha- who you've linked arms with to help you pray for what, you know, what God would have? Now, are you make sure that you're praying the word, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have the word on it? You know, mm-hmm. we're very big on scriptures. You know, what does the word say about your situation? Because in the context the, of scripture. Yes. And the word is the power of God, right? So if you are believing for healing, there's how many scriptures do you have on healing? Mm-hmm. You know, have you... You went into God's word and pulled out his seed. The Bible, the scripture is seed. Yeah, and it's seed. It's seed into what you're believing for. So, um, you know, that's a big to do, making sure that, you know, you put the word on it. We can pray in our emotions, but emotions don't move God. Mm. His word moves him. And faith. 
and and your faith. Believe in God and acting on Believe what he said. Believe in God and acting on what he said. Corresponding action. Corresponding action. So since you said that, then there's prayer, but then there's also intercession. Yes. So intercession is sometimes what is necessarily needed. Um, where it talks about in Ezekiel 22, um, about standing in the gap. You know, that's for us to stand in the gap for others, for loved ones, and even in our personal life. So that might be a great help to someone. And then also where it concerns after you pray, um, the Bible talks about um, John 5, 5, 16, confess your faults one to another, that he is just to forgive you of all unrighteousness and cleanse you of all your sins. Um, then you could look at um, um, kind of like marriage, marriage with God and your family, marriage, with husband and wife. Uh, Matthew 18, 18 through verse 20. Um, where two or three are gathered in my, my name, there you are in the midst. And you got Amos 3, 3, can two walk together except they be agreed. And one of the favorite scriptures is 1 John 5, 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we confess any, well, if, anything that we have in him, we've gotten it in his name. And then we stay with that until you see the manifestation. So that's a portion of that as well. Awesome. That's awesome stuff. So um, another question for you. Can we can we can we pray general prayers? Can we throw out, you know, oh, father, in the name of Jesus, bless me financially, Lord. Um, can we pray those kind of general prayers? If you want a general blessing. Sure. Ooh, can you say that again? If I want to what? You want a general blessing? You can have you can pray a general prayer. Knock yourself out. All right. So now, are you gonna get anything? <laughs> I mean, that's like saying you want to Father, just bless me with any old husband. I'll be satisfied. Yes, bless me with a husband, Lord. Uh-huh. Or, so or if whatever. his leg is backwards and his nose is on the top of his head, you're gonna be cool with that. Or, or what, you know what? Bless me with a car, Lord, and somebody pull up with a Yugo. Yeah, you know? oh, and we ain't even making Yugos no more. So I hey it might be a lemon. So just saying, just in, in the, and my point is, is God, specific. God's word is specific. Correct. And so, and God wants to get specific things to us. Mm-hmm. And so in order for us to manifest the specifics, you know, get in the word and be, and be, and it's okay. You know, a lot of times, you know, and again, I, you know, not trying to step on anybody's toes, but God is a specific God. You know, when he put us together, when we got married, he he spoke to us specifically. Yes, and Lord. so he wants to get you the best. You know, a lot of times I had I dealt with that with, oh, just whatever, Lord. You know, I'm hungry, so just feed me, Lord. Well, I don't like spam. So if somebody, <laughs> if I was, you know, if I was hungry and somebody brought me some spam, I'd be a little bit disappointed, right? Because, you know, beca- Very. because he's my heavenly father. Because. The spam souffle. <laughs> because he created me. He knows what I like. He knows what I don't like. And he wants to give me his best. Baby, what's that scripture that says that if a natural father gives good oh, gifts. Oh, no. If an evil father know how to give good if gifts. If an evil father. Then, evil. So evil father. So evil, evil giving you good gifts. Mm. Give, give good gifts. How much more? How much more? Should and will your heavenly your father, heavenly father bless you give you right and provide for you and so you know those are the things that that we look at those are the things that we talk about with each other daily these are the things that we talk about with our children you know teaching our children um at a young age how to have faith what their faith is they Mm. they you know how kids are they at this point you know at when kids are young i'm sorry we're their god because they come to us for everything Mm -hmm. right and so jehovah dad and jehovah mom yes and so you know we 
are teaching them to use their faith. You know, there are some things that, you know, your heavenly father wants to bless you with, but, you know, believing. So this message that that's on our hearts is a message that's not just for adults. It's for children too. We got to teach our babies young. The younger you teach your children about the goodness of God and not only teaching them, but showing them they should see miracles, signs, and wonders operating in your life. That's what helps them grab on to it and believe that they can have it. So now I got to put a plug in there, uh, throw some in there. So we did not do this helping and raising the kids all by ourselves. Nope. Um, we had a group of people that we met. One set of group of people we met were um, the Blands. Yep. And the Blands, when we were working, were very, they had a daycare. I got to put this plug in. This is a refuge child community care. Um, uh, Miss Tracy Bland and Miss Carrie, Elder Carrie, Lord have mercy, and all the Bland children, and all the Bland children, the whole clan. <laughs> the whole clan. Woo! Um, they were very instrumental in helping us raise the Lampkins, and that was totally God. God that made that connection and gave us help with our baby. And they had they little they did not little daycare Ray over there on Warwick with son. Yep. And then they moved out to uh was it Romulus with Romulus. The, Romulus. So this was a whole walk and and I'm going to say when you're doing it the kingdom way or when you're doing it the way God says God will start bringing people yes, into your will. life. Yes, he will. To help you. At every stage. Wait a minute. At every stage? Every stage. One through ten? One through five. If you got more than whatever you got. One through five, whatever your stage level is. You know, I'm going to say every stage of our lives. So they was right? a ram in the bush. They were a ram in a Lord, bush. Wasn't even looking for them. They prayed for our Man. children. They, you know. We counseled us. Counseled us. The our, kids our, too. Our marriage. Ooh, you know, Jesus. We, those of you who are married know that, you know, honeymoon stage, once it's over and you start really realizing and you start doing life with each other, you know, then, you know, you might need a little bit of help because, you know, I think one of the biggest fights we had the first time was over toothpaste because, Oh man, I, I listen, like Colgate. Y'all. Oh, she be let me playing. not give no plugs. She be playing. I liked one brand of toothpaste. And I like Colgate. I can like whatever gonna make my teeth be clean. Well, see what you was using wasn't making my teeth clean. So uh, yes, mine was clean. I needed some peroxide paste, and, uh, and you see, had she, some gel. She, she be playing, y'all. She be playing. <laughs> <But> she, <laughs> she she want that that commercial coast Colgate. No, no, look, we don't, but so my point was that, you know, the enemy will try to, in godly marriages and just any marriage period, the enemy will try to use anything he can to put a, to put a, a wedge in the marriage to try to, you know, mess the marriage up. And so you thank God for people along your journey that he assigns and he sends. Who's walked with you already. Who will walk with you through it, who will pray you through it. Cause sometimes you know, one of our, my confessions, our confessions we have on the wall in our bathroom that we offer in both our kids and us is that prayer warriors pick us up in the realm of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you struggle, you know, you, you need people that are listening and listening to God and praying and interceding for you so they can help encourage you and lift you up. Cause honestly, sometimes we just be tripping for no apparent reason. 
Yeah. Uh, actually, because we be being selfish instead of selfless. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so, that's just being honest. You know, we, you know, but that's what we teach our children. And so God sent people along the way to help reinforce that. So while we were at work, our children were getting prayed over, getting loved on, all of that. And so that is what's key. And so that's how important prayer is. Prayer is communication with God, but it also brings them on the scene. You know, praise, worship brings them on the scene. See, it's one thing to be in God's presence. Right. And then, and it's another thing to when he inhabits, he inhabits the praises. Wow. Hallelujah. Okay, y'all had hallelujah. to just take a, take a little hallelujah break real quick on that one. So, um, but God will do that. He'll send people. And, um, you know, you, you staying prayerful again, we wanted to just make sure we continue to drive home prayer and what it is and how important it is to, to pray and watch God bring people to you at every stage of life to support you, you know, because we're not called to do life alone. We're called to do life together. So that's, that is the thing that, um, you know, is really dear to my heart is that we oftentimes can get you know, be loners and be try to be off by ourselves, And that is not the will of God. So that's why doing life with the lambkins is so important because we want to just be transparent and share, but march you through the word and show you what the word says, show you, you know, how we've been able to be successful and uh, do, you know, do what God would have us to do. So, you know, good stuff. Really simple. Um, so what most people should know that doing life with the lambkins is an awesome radio show that is really um, just sharing our life, our life stories. Um, we're no different than anybody else. Um, our walk, how we walk through, um, life with God, um, the hard spaces, the easy spaces, um, the no spaces. And it's a great opportunity to get to listen to us as we are guided with God, um, while we're on the air or while we're on the radio and prayerfully it helps, um, help you to know Jesus, um, you know, as Dabney would say, um, this is the only place you can know Jesus, be broke, and still have hope. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna let Miss Lambkin just go ahead on and unplug because she is a woman of many talents and skills and uh, abilities and all of these things. But um, anything parting things you want to say in closing, Miss Lambkin? I'm excited to share what the Lord would have us to share. This is just the surface. We're just touching the surface of what God would have us to do. And we just thank, you know, thank you all the listeners, people who will listen. They might not listen now. They might hear this, you know, another time. But we just we pray for our listeners and pray that you're able to receive from what we're sharing, that God will immediately begin to talk to you and share with you what he would have for you, what your purpose, you know, what his purpose, I'm sorry, what his purpose and plan for your life is, and that you would have hope. You would you would have hope knowing that. You know, God dwells in the midst of your life and in your situation and circumstance. And and through what you'll hear from us, you'll hear, you know, some things. You'll hear some ups, some downs. You'll hear, hear, you will hear transparency, but you will also always hear that it's all rooted and grounded in God and rooted and grounded in him. In him, we can do all things. So um, that is what my hope is, is that the listeners will receive and hear from us 
um, doing life with the lambkins. So you guys will eventually hear about the giftings and callings in our lives and, and all that additional, all that additional stuff. So, and then also too, we want to really give a good plug and a shout out to, uh, the founder, uh, Mr. Ike Wilson, Isaac Wilson, um, for all that he's doing and the opportunity that has been presented to allow us to even be on the air and sharing, because if it wasn't for him and uh, various other people, um, we wouldn't have an opportunity to do this. Yep. And so, Absolutely. you know, God opens doors for reasons, um, seasons, and even lifetimes. So, um, hey, this is all we got. This is... So, uh, honey, you want to pray us out? Mm-hmm. Sure, let's pray us out. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Daddy, for today. We thank you for this opportunity. Um, Father, we pray for those that are listening, wherever they may be. Um, whether in a quiet space, a hard place, or good place, we pray that the open doors of the blessings is uh, manifesting in their lives. We plead the blood of Jesus over their mind, their will, and their emotions. We cancel any assassin to their assignment. We pray for open doors and open blessings. We pray for crooked places being made straight. We pray for clarity, wisdom, and understanding and guidance direction. We thank you, Daddy, for sweet communion of Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Daddy, for the direction of the angels that continue to protect us and lead us and guide us into the places that we need to be where we need to be. Cover the places, cover us in the name of Jesus. And we give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And remember, tune in next time because you will be doing life Life with with the the Lambkins. Peace out. Well, well, well. Guess what, everybody? We are finally on the radio airwaves. I am Eric. And I am Tyja. And we are doing, doing life, life with, with the, the Lampkins. Yay! Yay! So now that we're on the mic, so Miss Lampkin, I think everybody out in Radio Land would like to know, um, you know, where you're born, where you grew up, childhood, any of those things you want to share. So why don't you just give us a little bit of your background? Well, yeah, give us your background. This we're interviewing today, guys. This put-on interview, we were just talking about the Lambkin family. Who said I wanted to share? Okay, I'll share. Sharing is caring. I'll share. Um, a little bit about me. That's that's a loaded question. I will start with, um, I was born in Chicago, moved to Detroit when I was about, hmm, I'll say 10 years old. Um, so, grew up most of my, you know, child and adult life in Detroit, Michigan, um, and that, well, that in itself is a, is a story, but we won't go there. And, um, so just grew up in, in, in the D, um, we're in Dallas now, but grew up in the other D. So just spent time, went to school, went to college. Um, and that was it. Met my husband through church. We, oh, you can't go to all that yet. No, 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 no. So you a West side girl, you a East side girl. I am a West Side girl. How we know you the West Side girl? Because I told you. Uh, yes, besides that, but uh, is there any areas on the West Side neighborhood area streets that are familiar to West oh, Side you only? Know, you want to know what set I'm repping? Yeah, that- I want to know what set you repping. <laughs> so um, the West Side of Detroit. So I grew up between... 
Plymouth and Southfield and Six Mile and Southfield. McNichols, for those of you who might know what that is, but I'm a straight it's up. McNichols if you're bougie. Yeah, I'm, I'm bougie. McNichols. McNichols. <laughs> all right. We like McNichols. All right. All right. Okay. So uh, what about your, uh, I won't, you don't have to go back all the way through your kindergarten, middle school, high school. We'll just stick to what, what was your high school? I went to Benedictine High School. What? On, yes. Oh my God. On Southfield Freeway and Outer Drive. Oh, that's where the bougie people hang out at. Uh, yeah, that's what we do. That was a nice area. Okay, okay. So, uh, let's see. Uh, so, what did you do after high school? After you guys graduated out of high school, where'd you do? Where'd you go? Good question. After high school, I went to college for a bit. I went for a year and a half, and I had the opportunity. I was presented an opportunity to make money. So I graduated when so I. So you was, like making money? So I like them dollars. Alrighty then. Notice she said she liked them dollars. So I, um, while I was in college, I actually. I started out at Henry Ford Community College in Dearborn and then transitioned to University of Michigan in Dearborn. And I was presented with an opportunity to work for Ford. And so my mother was like, don't go to the plant. Once you go to the plant, you're not going to finish school. And I'm like, yes, I will. And so, no, I didn't. I started working for Ford and worked there for quite a number of years. And to be 18, making as much money as I was making, yeah, going back to school wasn't an option just yet. Uh-huh. So he was at Ford. So, okay. So you were doing good at Ford. Um, I know a little bit about you having been married 17 years. You know more than a little bit. Oh, yeah. So let's see. What about, um, well, tell us about your career path besides Ford. So after Ford, I went into the, oh, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We missed a whole, mm. a whole step. Um, we got some time. You but yeah, out. we'll catch up. But I was in the music industry for quite a bit of time as well. So I... Before I way, way before the music industry. How did you even get to the music industry? You got to tell those wonderful things there. Oh, my goodness. I started working for Sam Goody Musicland. You sure? Because and... I, I remember a, a, a record store that you were at uh, right there on Six Mile. I worked for Detroit. McNichols. I worked for Detroit Audio. <gasps> I did. Um, Detroit Audio. I worked for Detroit Audio. I did that before, uh, while I was in school, before the Ford opportunity um, came up. So, yeah, I did the Detroit Audio thing. And, uh, you know, that was my, you know, stick my toe into the industry. Mm -hmm. And then. Um, Sounds like you liked it. I did like it, but, you know, um, Ford was. Calling you? Make, you know. Them the dollars? Yeah. Them, oh, them, them dollars. dollars. And so, <laughs> yeah. So, ended up eventually going back into the music business, working for a company. And I did sales, marketing, and promotions for a record label. And so, that was, that was a fun thing to do. Um, so, you know, that kind of pretty much is where I... I left Ford to, to, to do that. And that was amazing time in my life. I learned a lot, got to meet a lot of people, build relationships. And so that was a, a awesome time for me. I ended up at Justin's music on Finkel and Hubble as the music buyer. And, um, that was a, um, a very prominent point in time in my career. Um, because I ended up, you know, being not too far from you. So who little knew, you know, little did we know our paths would cross. 
I know, isn't that something? Well, that, I think that's a good segue. Uh, you want to interview me right here? I'm sure everybody's like, what about him? What about him? I know. I think they're enjoying talking and hearing I, about me. You know what? I think they should t- <laughs> let anyway, them continue to talk about alrighty, you. Mr. Mm-mm. Lampkin, do tell. Tell yes. us about Eric Lampkin. Where were you born? Um, where did you grow up? What was your childhood like? The short version. Let's see. Where Mr. Was, I, was I born? Uh, well, let's see. I always use the joke. Uh, I was born in St. Louis, Missouri. But I popped out in Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> okay, expound. Those of you who know my husband oh, know how he is. Those of you who are getting to know us, you'll learn really soon how Mr. Lampkin gets down. So um, uh, I basically born in St. Louis. Family's from St. Louis. Actually, my family's from all over the globe. Um, but for this part... Uh, born in St. Louis, um, family was in the military, mom, dad's in the military, moved around, and then we winded up um, residing in uh, Detroit, Michigan, West, initially east side, uh, Baldwin um, on the east side of Detroit, then we wind up moving to the west side. Um, west side. West side. <laughs> and, uh, but while we were there, over in the... Uh, Tracy, um, Schaefer area, but I had stumping grounds all over, literally all over Michigan because uh, family was definitely in politics and we did a lot of things on the campaign trails and so on and so forth. And I'll just leave it at that. Um, let's see my childhood, very busy, very extensive, very happy, um, happy dude. Um, basically hung out everywhere. Um, my dad worked for park and rec, so we were all over the place. Mom worked for, uh, the internal revenue. So spent a lot of time, uh, <laughs> at the government with the government. So, um, so you're used to having, um, prominence and being, you know, Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm just a King's kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Awesome. My wife says I'm bougie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he called me bougie, but he's bougie as well. All righty. So let's just transition to, let's go to how we met. Cause we could go on for hours talking about, you know, oh, well, you, wait, you told him where you went to high school. I, I'm sorry. Oh. Where, did, where did you go to high school? I went to the famous world renowned Cooley high school and not in Chicago. Okay, where uh, is Cooley High located? That is on Hubble and Finkel, right where Justin's music originally wind up being. Oh, see, those connections. So yes. God was doing some things. He, were, he was putting us in each other's yes. sphere. Yes. C-O-O-L-E-Y, Cooley, Cooley, Cooley High. Cooley. He was putting us in each other's sphere of influence. Indeed, so, indeed. Um, little did we know that didn't God, know you though. that God, no, we didn't, hadn't met each other yet, but God was doing some things and setting up the, the initial meeting of Eric and Tyja Lampkin. So do tell, how did we meet? Tell your story about how we met. Tell my story about how we met. Well, hey, we in just. Five, in, in, in two minutes. Uh, I can't do that in two minutes, but well, we got time though. Um, so we actually met. And a friend of ours, thank God for this young man having a birthday, uh, Ephrion. Um, we met in Southfield during the winter. Um, it was a bad snowstorm, and we met 
at his birthday party. The lights went out. Anybody know about Detroit? The power the, went out. Power power went out. Anybody know about uh, Michigan? When the snowstorm, we have very bad uh, storms and oftentimes or ice storms and it may knock out the power. Um, and so he, uh, I don't even remember how did, how did he call everybody or whatever, or, oh, I'm sorry. We had pagers and entries in the two way pagers. My wife had a two way pager y'all. And, uh, he says, could you bring, um, some candles with you? So we brought candles and we initially met at the, um, his birthday party. So she was with her friend and, uh, both of them were very attractive, but, uh, Miss Lampkin just stood out to me. Um, she's pretty pretty now like she was then and I just couldn't take my eyes off of her and um I was like wow you know she is like fine the finest thing I've ever seen in my life and um quick version so she thought I was trying to holler at her because I kept he was no don't believe that I'm running online guys (laughs) I said to her that she was the finest woman I've ever met and literally, I meant that. It's not my fault she had the mother buster that said the same line. <laughs> anyway, we'll transition right past that comment. So we did, we met at the birthday party. And what I'll say is that was the beginning of the rest of our life. And so um, we met and Eric is a very... Um, What's the word? He's persistent. He's very persistent. So from that point. Oh, no, no. You didn't think I was chasing you. I wasn't chasing you now. No, you were persistent with what God told you. Oh, okay. That's a clarification. Oh, yeah. If he was a, he is a praying man and was a praying man then as well. So um, God, you know, through all of that, took us through some, you know, some events and spoke to me and uh, spoke to him. And so the rest is history. And so we are here today to um, just share the goodness of our family, the goodness of God and the things that we've learned along the way, some bumps in the road and um, some smooth sailing. Right. But but with God, we know that we can do all things. And honey, what is our family scripture? What is that that we our mantra, if you could say it that way? Uh, our family mantra is actually first Corinthians, uh, 127, which is God takes the foolish things to confound the wise, uh, basically dot, 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 meaning to be continued, uh, everything included in there. You went too fast. We still got time. We've tell well, we have time. We'll, we'll, you know, they'll get to know us as oh, we go. Get time to know. Okay. Yeah. I'm just really eager to hop into the goodness of God and kind of oh, talk about, yeah. well, you got to mention the transition, um, you know, from the, I did all the bad stuff into the sinful nature of oh, life. No, and then you get redeemed and I'm, saved and I'm healed. I don't even remember that stuff. I'm redeemed. I'm, I'm, uh, no, I'm covered okay. by the blood. I remember. I wrote it down in my journal. Well, it's called Deliverance. Amen. <laughs> so let's. Um, so that's our our family scripture, and so we can tell you testimonies and stories after stories, which eventually you'll Event, hear individual and together together Absolutely. of um, how good God is and how good He's been to us. We have five children. So seventeen years later, five children. Um, we we moved to Texas, obeying what the Lord would have us to do. When trying to come to Texas, and no, neither one of us. We, no. I was. You want no Longhorns? A Midwest lady, and I like my D. Detroit I couldn't have um I didn't imagine myself in Texas but God and so with that being said we are loving it here I'm glad we're here and uh we're just really Oh no you had to regress you got to regress so you got to go back and tell us uh 
So what church were you going to? How did you get to this? Um, all of that? You met, oh man, you missed a we whole We missed a big gap. Golly. Yeah. Well, we met at church. Um, you but what church were you at before then? Before then. Yeah. Um, see, you put me on the spot. No, Shameful. I don't remember the name of the church. Uh, um, Apostle. It was one of the Apostle small Corley. churches. And I, uh, a girlfriend of mine who I met when I was in the industry invited me to her church and I was not saved at the time. So working for the music industry, it was, it was tough. You know, I wasn't saved when I first started. And so being in that industry and seeing the things that I saw, you know, part of my responsibilities were going to the clubs and recruit new talent. And so, um, you know, that's what I did. And so this young lady, she owned a record store in Inkster, Michigan. And so me and her became really good friends. And so she actually invited me to her church. So that's where it started. And um, I eventually ended up at Word of Faith where we met. Oh, how long were you at Word of Faith? I joined... Wait a minute, wait a minute. The, the, wait a minute. Word of Faith, like... Because uh, I remember Word of Faith being on West Chicago or Van Dyke, no, West no, no. Chicago. No, no, I'm, I'm Southfield. I'm the bougie. I'm Southfield Word of Faith. I'm not the uh, the humble beginnings of <laughs> Word of Faith. No, that, you know, I was still a heathen. <laughs> so, oh, um, yes, funny. I am the Southfield Word of Faith young lady. And I want to say it was night. Oh, you talking about with the castle and all that property where the lake and all yes. that stuff is. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So... That's where I joined Word of Faith. And we were married in, two, we got married in 2003. Let me see if she remember, y'all. I got to watch her. And, uh, well, we were married in, in 2003, October, but we met three years prior. So, um, I, I want to say 1999 is when I joined the church, Word of Faith. So, yeah. Okay, check that out. So. All right. So, you wind up coming over to Word of Faith. Yes. Okay. So, I guess I can, I guess I'll tell, well, so... I actually grew up, um, shoot, I grew up in a bunch of churches, um, literally because of my, my family, um, uh, moving around, let's see. Um, but just for the basics, so we remember, um, Alpha and Omega, which was right off of, uh, um, oh, you taking it all the way back. Well, that's where I was. That's my home ring. Alpha and Omega. That's where granny went to church at, you know, and then, uh, went with granny. She used to cook. In the morning on Saturdays, just to spend the night when my mom had to work during the weekends or go out of town for business. Um, and then my dad had stuff that he had to do as well. So we would spend the night and go to church with uh, uh, go to church with granny and uh, granny would be make her rolls, homemade rolls. And then we would get up in the morning and uh, take the rolls to church and go to Alpha and Omega. And then when mom would be back home, then we would go to the. Uh, I would say, I always say world renowned, you know, the world ain't that big, uh, Christland Missionary Baptist Church, uh, one, two, eight, three, three, Puritan and Steel. My goodness. With the, our pastor, Reverend C.L. Branch, Sunday school morning start at nine o'clock and morning worship is 11 and afternoon service started at three 30. We ran over there to Popeye's chicken or church's <laughs> chicken. And then we have evening service. We'd be over there at Shiloh Baptist Church. We'd be way on this side of town. Ooh, on this he, side of... He, he digresses, y'all. He digresses. My Baptist roots. <laughs> Come on in. Yes. Uh, but that's that. And then later, um, I winded up getting over to Word of Faith through um, being married before my ex-wife. So I wind up, uh, that was my first experience 
at Word of Faith, actually, they had a tent service on the grounds. And that was my first experience on Nine Mile and Evergreen. Um, then the then I wind up going to Word of Faith. Just uh, I would go to my Baptist church and I would go over there to that church. And um, I liked it. They just was teaching and never heard it before. And he was talking to teaching about um, praying in the Holy Ghost or speaking in tongues and just uh, read. Not that my, my Baptist pastor wasn't teaching is just, he was teaching some more stuff that I hadn't heard. So that kind of got me there. Um, then eventually, no, I got me over at uh, West Chicago cause we was on West Chicago. So that was my experience. I had heard about word of faith, um, on Van Dyke, but I never had got an opportunity to just get over there cause I was busy singing and, oh yeah, that's right. Since I sing, I was singing, uh, with another group, um, called Coriana. So those wonderful tales we'll get into later. Um, but that got me there and then, um, just being faithful and committed to eventually being at word of faith. And then they moved to Southfield still there didn't wind up, um, working at the church and, um, serving at the church, did pretty much everything at church and, uh, wind up meeting you. All right. And, uh, eventually that came into 17 years and here we are 17 years later, Woo, she didn't kill me. I ain't kill her. Praise the Lord for God's special power. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> we both can't mm, rehearse mm. that one. <laughs> uh, you know, um, so that's part of the interview process for us. Well, I mean, if you want to jump into. Um, well, yeah, I guess we're we making good time. You know, we just we just uh, wanted to take some time. Um, this being. Um, a new venture for us and you guys getting to know a little bit about us and before we kind of transition to so wait wait because this is all in, heart, wait wait this wait. is all inclusive this is no we just talking this is all inclusive so what is doing life with the lambs because you know people don't know everybody think that this is easy what we've been doing you know we have a bunch of friends and a bunch of family and they all over these years uh, and well, before we do that, so let's get into how the name came about. That's it. Um, the name came about from a friend of ours, um, Minister Dabney. Uh, we affectionately know him. He knows the kids and the family and all of that. Uh, and he says that, uh, actually he told me to say today, make sure that when we start being on the radio, please be honest and please tell the truth and have fun. Cause the world needs a bunch of laughs and we are just the family to bring out all those laughters because every time he gets on the phone with us, you, me, or us all together, he just is tickled with bubbling over with joy. So, um, he brought the name up cause he's like, you know, y'all need a TV show called doing life with the lambkins. So ladies and gentlemen, that is how doing life with the lambkins came about. Huh? Miss Lampkin. Amen. Amen. Uh, but, you know, other people that have known us, you know, have always said that uh, we make this thing look easy, which I when don't know what they're looking it, at. When, you, when you're going through, <laughs> through life, it doesn't, you know, it's not always easy. But what I will say is that the scriptures reign true in our lives. You know, we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. Mm. And, and Christ is truly the center of um, our family, our Yay relationship God. and our Yay children. God. So. Um, that is, you know, again, I'm going to keep taking it back to my excitement at being able to just 
um, basically share with you guys the word of God and, and share with you guys how to do life, how to do life, how to live a holy life before God and still have fun. So you, you know, can put whatever last name in there, but you still saying doing life, huh? Yeah, you can doing do life it with, be, the Crawfords, if, if with the Crawfords, with the dadness. Yes, whatever your last name is, what? you know, doing life, you know, a godly way, doing life the way God would have you do it. So, you know, we're having a little fun, giving a little background on our lives and how we met. But our our heart, the heart of us, the heart of this this broadcast, the heart of what we're sharing with you guys is how to live life, how to do life every day, keeping God at the center. Seeking so doing ye, life with the kingdom sound. There you go. What? Seeking ye first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things and being right. And then shall this be at it and then show you, you know, so the then shells come after you keep God in the uh, We in need the a center. sermon on that. And the then shalls. The then shalls. Ha! Amen. The then shalls. <laughs> the first be last and the last be first. The then shalls. Ooh, we. Okay. Watch anyway. out, y'all. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. What's next? What's next? That's yeah. a good question. So we, we're talking about doing life with the lambkins. My perspective of doing life with the lambkins is really just um our our walk yep you know our walk has always been our walk has been with god um on this show um we're going to address all different types of topics yep um from our perspective since our perspective has always been god-led bible-led from the book it's in the book it's in the book um how to handle it um, doesn't mean you always do it right, but you know what? The goal is to do it the way God says to do it so that and you... And the goal is to live, learn, and grow. Oh, say that one again. So the so goal is... Parentheses. To live, learn, and grow. Okay, slow down. Say that one more time. To do what? To live. To live. To learn. To learn. And to grow. To grow. You know, there's a scripture that go with that. To live is to die, but to die is gain. That's a song too, but I'm not going to sing it. Anyway. All righty. So before... We hop in. We should play a song, and then segue to to some stuff. What, what kind song? of song? I want. I, we just sing like a boom, 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 boom. No, no song like no. that. No. Let's play no. something that will kind of give people an idea. What's a good song that'll kind of minister to the people for a few minutes? A little bit about the heart of the Lambkins. You know what a good one would be? Uh, I know Anita Wilson has a great album. Um, how about that one, uh, Speechless? Speechless. Lord, you leave me speechless. speechless. I think you should do that one. Yeah, okay. That's a good one. We'll be back like they did on the Love Connection. We'll be back in two, two and, and two. two. Well, we are back. I hope you guys enjoyed that song. We love Anita Wilson, and that's how we feel. You know, the, the blessings of God sometimes leave you speechless. You know, Believe so, me. you leave me speechless, baby. Oh, praise the Lord. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> praise the Lord. My Lord. This was mm. Eric's birthday week. His birthday was on August 4th. So, shout out to my baby. Happy birthday to my baby's daddy. Oh, yeah. That's it. I my, am your baby's he daddy. He is my boyfriend, my man, mm. my all of the above. So oh, I don't love forget you. you. I'm your yeah, lover. Yeah, yeah. I will see. I'm That's trying it. to be trying to be. Uh, this is holy. This is real holy. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, baby. There is no other. Okay. Mm-mm. So, happy birthday, baby. I, uh, Thank you, sweetie. Bye. I love Snookums. you. I love you. So, anyway, we love that song, though. Um, the presence of God is where we like to reside, right? Because in his presence is fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. And one thing you'll learn about the Lambkins is what? We are full of joy. joy. All right. <laughs> All righty. So what we going to, what, what, you know, this is a uh, pastor Eric. Now y'all, you know, we, you met, the, no, no, you no. You have to ask those questions. Cause I can't ask them, ask my own questions and then answer it too. I mean, really? so if you I'm guys, very extensive, but I'm, I'm trying to maintain a level of humility. If you guys haven't learned so far in just the first few minutes that he doesn't need any questions, he can roll on his own. So, um, pastor Eric do tell what is, what's something that, you could say that's near and dear to your heart that really sets has set the tone and the pace for our family, for our marriage, for our relationships and the relationships, even our friendships. What's the one thing that, that you think keeps you pretty constant um, and in the loop with God? Um, well, that's good. I like that. I'm going to get to keep doing that again. Um, probably our, my hallmark would be our lifestyle. My lifestyle is a lifestyle of prayer, prayer. uh, praise and obviously worship, but that prayer is the, and praise. Wow. That is the, that is the hallmark of my life. Is there an order for that though? Like, should we, how does that work? So can you just pray without praising or do you, and this is your personal, how do you feel about that? Do you think that you can just get up out the bed in the morning and start, just start praying? Nope. Okay. It's like getting about the bed and still being dirty. Oh, okay. All right. Got Talk to about watch that. up. Talk about that a little bit. What, is, what do you mean by that? So definition of praise and worship real quick or not going deep. Um, well, so everybody knows you can stay in the bed and do all of that um, without being too religious. But if you start talking about, you know, if you want to go to job, this is before COVID, <laughs> so all the people be won't be lazy. But there's an order. You know, if you want to get up and come to the house of God, um, then you want to get up, brush your teeth, wash your face, and, and sit before your Heavenly Father correctly, um, that particular standard. Um, with prayer, you just don't want to enter in. There is there is a order to entering in. Um, so you enter in through praise. Praise obviously means you're going to speak well of or speak about Him. Um, then that should move you. And that's like the outer court, inner court, and then behind the holies of holies. So when you deal with the outer court, um, that's the golden laver. Or and then when you get in the inner court, you're dealing with the table of showbread. So it's always a progression. And then when you get to the veil, um, you should have examined your heart, your motives and all of those issues. Wait, wait, wait. You mean so before you start praying... I, isn't that in the scriptures? Does the scriptures say something about before? Yeah, when you, you pray, pray forgive, you forgive. Before you go, pray, stand, forgive. Forgiving, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So that that is. Um, so for let me just say this real quick for all the deep people. Um, has has will there ever be a time that God wakes you up out of your sleep and and, and prompts you to pray and, and intercede? Absolutely, right. So let's let me just make that clear that there are times when um, that will very much happen. Well, God will. You know, he's pulled me out of my sleep in the middle of the night to intercede, 
to intercede for someone because there was a, a detrimental situation happening and he needed me to pray. So I didn't get up and go, hallelujah, Lord. No, I got up and got to praying because that's what I was instructed to do. Well, that's an instruction. That's yes, different. exactly. So I just wanted to put that out there because we, you know, we want to make sure that we're in decent and in order. And yeah, but understand. because you have relationship with him, God could pull you up out of your slumber and get your attention. Absolutely. And I, I, if you're open to that, yes. Mm. Oh, I don't like that. Well, there, look at there. Um, so, yeah, for the most part, it is definitely, it should be praise, worship, prayer. Okay. Because usually after that, behind the veil is where you're going to have your commune time with God. And God is going to tell you what's on his heart, um, what he wants to have done. And then um, you are, should be able to carry those things out. And then like the tabernacle or like the priest in the tabernacle, when you carry those things out, uh, you see, you should see the manifestations of what you have been praying or declaring. So you telling me if I don't have manifestations and I didn't pray, right? I'm going to say you better check, uh, your standing, pray and forgive. You may want to go back and check, um, if you have ought or issue with someone, and then you might want to check, look at this particular issue you're praying for. Could be a, a issue of, um, what's a good word, um, fasting and prayer. Um, because, or the Bible talks about when you pray, you may have prayed amiss. So now that gets into a lot of variables, but that gets into um, praying the will of God and knowing the will of God along with the word of God. So Rhema and Logos matching and going together. So does it mean that if I don't have manifestation manifestation yet, excuse me, that I'm in error in some way, or could it be, um, well, God is never in error. So then that means that mean we need to check. We had to go back to the checklist. So could it be that, um, that we have an adversary that we is, do. is, we do. um, we do have an adversary called Satan or Lucifer. However, um, when we pray, who is the we? We being us, the body of Christ, the believers, when we pray, um, there is manifestation, but we have to be, we have to stay on our guns to see the process through. And more than just when I, Oh, I got it in my spirit. Um, um, more than when I got in my spirit, it should be when I'm waiting and I see the manifestation. A great example would be that I'm praying. Um, like if, if I'm standing at the altar waiting, a good example in my mind is I'm standing at the altar waiting for you to come down. Well, I'm praying, but the manifestation of that is when you're there by my side. So you pray until you see the manifestations of what you're praying for. Now that means you don't necessarily have to pray again, the same prayer. You pray and now you're into a thanksgiving until you see the manifestation. Ah, okay. So, man, you give me all these questions. So you pray when you pray. So when we petition the throne Mm -hmm. for something. Mm -hmm. Or for someone. Or for someone. So so what, what you just said to me is key. So there are different types of prayer. Correct. And praying, right? Mm -hmm. So. Um, and, and knowing what, how the Lord will lead you is what's going to be key, mm-hmm. right? So we need to know 
um, what he would have you do in this particular, if you're praying for a person, mm -hmm. uh, so that you know how to attack it and what weapons you mentioned, these things only come out by fasting and prayer, right? Mm -hmm. So the Lord wants to, to tell you how to pray and how to get it done so that oh, you don't time. pray amiss. So that right? you have success and that so you that don't you get. So that you have success and that what, his will, you know, gets done in the earth. And you don't get fall into an area of discouragement. Yeah. So that you don't get discouraged yep. because when you've been, you know, I know there's people who, um, and even someone who might be listening today who has been believing God and praying for some things and they haven't received manifestation yet. And, you know, don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged because you don't have manifestation yet. You know, I would say, you know, phone a friend. Do you have someone who is in agreement with you, who ha who you've linked arms with to help you pray for what, you know, what God would have? Now, are you make sure that you're praying the word, right? Mm -hmm. um, do you have the word on it? You know, mm -hmm. we're very big on scriptures. You know, what does the word say about your situation? Because in the context the, of scripture. Yes. And the word is the power of God, right? So if you are believing for healing, there's how many scriptures do you have on healing? Mm -hmm. You know, have you went into God's word and pulled out his seed? the bible the scripture is seed. yeah and it's seed it's seed into what you're believing for so um you know that's a big to do making sure that you know you put the word on it we can pray in our emotions but emotions don't move god mm. his word moves him and faith and and your faith believing god and acting believe on what he in said. god and acting on what he said corresponding action corresponding action so since you said that then there's prayer but then there's also intercession yes so intercession is sometimes what is necessarily needed um where it talks about in ezekiel 22 um about standing in the gap you know that's for us to stand in the gap for others for loved ones and even in our personal life so that might be a great help to someone and then also where it concerns after you pray um the bible talks about um john 5 5 16 confess your faults one to another that he is just to forgive you of all unrighteousness and cleanse you of all your sins um then you could look at um um kind of like marriage marriage with god and your family marriage with husband and wife uh matthew 18 18 through verse 20 um where two or three are gathered in my my name there you are in the midst and you got Amos 3, 3, can two walk together except they be agreed? And one of the favorite scriptures is 1 John 5, 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we confess any, well, if, anything that we have in him, we've gotten it in his name. And then we stay with that until you see the manifestation. So that's a portion of that as well. Awesome. That's awesome stuff. So um, another question for you. Can we can we can we pray general prayers can we throw out you know oh father in the name of jesus bless me financially lord um can we pray those kind of general prayers if you want a general blessing sure Ooh, can you say that again if i want to what you want a general blessing you can have you can pray a general prayer knock yourself out all right so now, are you gonna get anything <laughs> i mean that's like saying you want to Father, just bless me with any old husband. I'll be satisfied. Yes, bless me with a husband, Lord. Uh -huh. or, so or if whatever. his leg is backwards and his nose is on the top of his head, you're going to be cool with that? Or, or what? You know what? Bless me with a car, Lord, and somebody pull up with a Yugo. Yeah. You know? Oh, and we ain't even making Yugos no more. So, I, <laughs> hey, oh, <laughs> it might be a lemon. So just saying. Just in, in the, and my point is, is God's, be specific. God's word is specific. Correct. 
And so, and God wants to get specific things to us. Mm -hmm. And so in order for us to manifest the specifics, you know, get in the word and be, and be, and it's okay. You know, a lot of times, you know, and again, I, you know, not trying to step on anybody's toes, but God is a specific God. You know, when he put us together, when we got married, he, he spoke to us specifically. Yes, and Lord. so he wants to get you the best. You know, a lot of times I had, I dealt with that with, oh, just whatever, Lord, you know, I'm hungry. So just feed me, Lord. Well, I don't like spam. So if somebody, <laughs> if I was, you know, if I was hungry and somebody brought me some spam, I'd be a little bit disappointed. Right. Cause you know, beca Very. because he's my heavenly father, because spam souffle, <laughs> because he created me. He knows what I like. He knows what I don't like. And he wants to give me his best. Baby, what's that scripture that says that if a natural father gives good oh, gifts. Oh, no. If an evil father know how to give good if gifts. If an evil father. Evil. So evil father. So he evil giving evil, you good gifts. Mm. Give, give good gifts. How much more? How much more? Should and will your heavenly your father, heavenly father bless you give you right and provide for you and so you know those are the things that that we look at those are the things that we talk about with each other daily these are the things that we talk about with our children you know teaching our children um at a young age how to have faith what their faith is they mm. they you know how kids are they at this point you know at when kids are young i'm sorry we're their god because they come to us for everything mm -hmm. right and so jehovah dad and jehovah mom huh? yes and so you know we are teaching them to use their faith you know there's some things that you know your heavenly father wants to bless you with but you know believing so this message that that's on our hearts is a message that's not just for adults it's for children too we got to teach our babies young the younger you teach your children about the goodness of God and not only teaching them but showing them they should see miracles signs and wonders operating in your life that's what helps them grab one to it and believe that they can have it. So now I got to put a plug in there, uh, throw something in there. So we did not do this helping and raising the kids all by ourselves. Nope. Um, we had a group of people that we met. One set of group of people we met were um, the Blands. Yep. And the Blands, when we were working, were very, they had a daycare. I got to put this plug in. This is a refuge child community care. Um, uh, Miss Tracy Bland and Miss Carrie, Elder Carrie, Lord have mercy, and all the Bland children, and all the Bland children, the whole clan, <laughs> the whole clan. Woo! Um, they were very instrumental in helping us raise the Lampkins, and that was totally God. God that was made that connection. And gave us help with our babies. And they had their little, they did not little daycare right over there on Warwick. We're signed. Yep. And then they moved out to, uh, was it Romulus? With Romulus. The, Romulus. So this was a whole walk. And, and I'm going to say, when you're doing it the kingdom way, or when you're doing it the way God says, God will start bringing people yes, into your will. life. Yes, he will. To help you. At every stage. Wait a minute. At every stage? At every stage. One through ten? Well, if, if you one got, through five. If you got more than whatever you got. One through five. Whatever your stage level is. You know, I'm going to say every stage of our lives. So they was right? a ram in the bush. They were a ram in a Lord, bush. Wasn't even looking for them. They prayed for our Man. children. They, you know. We counseled us. Counseled us. The our, kids our, too. Our marriage. Oh, you know, Jesus. We, those of you who 
who are married know that, you know, honeymoon stage, once it's over and you start really realizing and you start doing life with each other, you know, then, you know, you might need a little bit of help because, you know, I think one of the biggest fights we had the first time was over toothpaste because... Oh man, I like listen, Colgate. Y'all. Oh, she be playing. No plugs, she be playing. I liked one brand of toothpaste. And I like Colgate. And I can like whatever gonna make my teeth be clean. Well, see what you was using wasn't making my teeth clean. So uh, yes, mine was clean. I needed some peroxide paste, and, uh, and you see, had she, some gel. She, she be playing, y'all. She be playing. <laughs> <But> she, <laughs> she she want that that commercial Coast Colgate. No, no, look, we don't, but so my point was that, you know, the enemy will try to, in godly marriages and just any marriage period, the enemy will try to use anything he can to put a, to put a, a wedge in the marriage to try to, you know, mess the marriage up. And so you thank God for people along your journey that he assigns and he sends who's walked with you already who will walk with you through it, who will pray you through it. Cause sometimes, you know, one of our, my confessions, our confessions we have on the wall in our bathroom that we offer and both our kids and us is that prayer warriors pick us up in the realm of the spirit. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when you struggle, you know, you, you need people that are listening and listening to God and praying and interceding for you so they can help encourage you and lift you up. Cause honestly, sometimes we just be tripping for no apparent reason. Yeah. Uh, actually, cause we'd be being selfish instead of selfless. Yes. Mm hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so, just being honest. you know, we, you know, but that's what we teach our children. And so God sent people along the way to help reinforce that. So while we were at work, our children were getting prayed over, getting loved on all of that. And so that is what's key. And so that's how important prayer is. Prayer is communication with God, but it also brings them on the scene. You know, praise, worship brings them on the scene. See, it's one thing to be in God's presence, Right. And then and it's another thing too when he inhabits he inhabits the praises. Wow. Hallelujah. Okay, y'all I had hallelujah. to just take a take a little hallelujah break real quick on that one. So um but God will do that. He'll send people and um you know you you staying prayerful again. We wanted to just make sure we continue to drive home prayer and what it is and how important it is to to pray and watch God bring people to you at every stage of life to support you you know because we're not called to do life alone we're called to do life together so that's that is the thing that um you know is really dear to my heart is that we oftentimes can get you know be loners and be try to be off by ourselves and that is not the will of God so that's why doing life with the lambkins is so important because we want to just be transparent and share but march you through the word and show you what the word says show you you know how we've been able to be successful and uh, do you know do what God would have us to do so you know good stuff really simple um so what most people should know that doing life with the lambkins is an awesome radio show that is really um, just sharing our life, our life stories. Um, we're no different than anybody else. Um, our walk, how we walk through, um, life with God, um, the hard spaces, the easy spaces, um, the no spaces. And it's a great opportunity to get to listen to us as we are guided with God, um, while we're on the air or while we're on the radio and prayerfully it helps, um, help you to know Jesus, um, you know, as Dabney would say, um, this is the only place you can know Jesus, be broke and still have hope. 
<laughs> so yep. um, I'm going to let Miss Lambkin just go ahead on and unplug because she is a woman of many talents and skills and uh, abilities and all of these things. But um, anything, parting things you want to say in closing, Miss Lambkin? I'm excited to share what the Lord would have us to share. This is just the surface. We're just touching the surface of what God would have us to do. And we just thank, you know, thank you all the listeners, people who will listen. They might not listen now. They might hear this, you know, another time. But we just we pray for our listeners and pray that you're able to receive from what we're sharing, that God will immediately begin to talk to you and share with you what he would have for you, what your purpose, you know, what his purpose, I'm sorry, what his purpose and plan for your life is and that you would have hope. You would you would have hope knowing that. You know, God dwells in the midst of your life and in your situation and circumstance. And and through what you'll hear from us, you'll hear, you know, some things. You'll hear some ups, some downs. You'll hear you hear you will hear transparency, but you will also always hear that it's all rooted and grounded in God and rooted and grounded in Him. In Him we can do all things. So um that is what my hope is, is that the listeners will receive and hear from us. Um, doing life with the lambkins so you guys will eventually hear about the giftings and callings in our lives and and all that additional all that additional stuff so and then also too we want to really give a good plug and a shout out to uh the founder uh mr ike wilson isaac wilson um for all that he's doing and the opportunity that has been presented to allow us to even be on the air and sharing because if it wasn't for him and uh, various other people um we wouldn't have an opportunity to do this Yep. And so, Absolutely. you know, God opens doors for reasons, um, seasons and even lifetimes. So, um, hey, this is all we got. This is so, uh, honey, you want to pray us out? Mm. Sure. Let's pray us out. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Daddy, for today. We thank you for this opportunity. Um, Father, we pray for those that are listening, wherever they may be. Um, whether in a quiet space, a hard place, or good place, we pray that the open doors of the blessings is uh, manifesting in their lives. We plead the blood of Jesus over their mind, their will, and their emotions. We cancel any assassin to their assignment. We pray for open doors and open blessings. We pray for crooked places being made straight. We pray for clarity, wisdom, and understanding and guidance direction we thank you daddy for sweet communion of holy spirit and we thank you daddy for the direction of the angels that continue to protect us and lead us and guide us into the places that we need to be where we need to be cover the places cover us in the name of jesus and we give you praise we give you glory and we give you honor in jesus name we pray Amen. Amen. And remember, tune in next time because you will be doing life, life with, with the, the Lambkins. Lambkins. Peace out.